We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, this might be the wildest week, maybe in Indianapolis Colts history. And today really just capped that all off with the Colts who last week got blown out against the New England Patriots in Foxborough. This week, they hire a new coach in Jeff Saturday who's been getting pummeled by the media all week long and the Colts win their first game in the new debut for the Jeff Saturday the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts Cody I mean it wasn't pretty it wasn't anything crazy but at the end of the day the Colts you know they they won and that's all that matters and I think it's safe to say that this is one of the this might be the most complete performance by this Colts team all year long. Well, you know, and I, I want to obviously start by saying the Raiders are a bad football team. Yes, like they I are. Sure. They Start's very out. much are. Because I know there's going to be somebody that's like, okay, guys, but like they play the Eagles next week and stuff like that, which I totally understand that. But yeah, I mean, I just want to say like just from a motivation standpoint, this team actually looked like it wanted to be there and actually looked like it wanted to win. Like, you know, I've that that's the most emotion I've seen on that Colts sideline all year. Like, this team was dead in the water, you know, a week ago. Like, nobody wanted to be there. Obviously, players wanted out. We know Hines got out, you know, before that week. Like, it just wasn't good. And I'm not saying that Jeff Saturday all of a sudden is going to take this team, you know, to an undefeated record and back to the playoffs. You know, I don't know how you know, this, this is going to go for this, for this regime with, with Jeff Saturday at the helm. But I will say this, this team looked more exciting today. It was more fun to watch this team. Win or lose, this team looked more fun today. You know, it looked like they actually were trying. They wanted to be there. And Derek, this, this is reminiscent in certain ways of the Colts of a couple years ago, you know, of being able to run the football, being able to pass protect. You know, being able to just do things, being able to, you know, get off on crucial downs on defense, you know, things like that. Things that the Colts have wanted to do this year, but they just haven't been able to do this year, you know, for the multitude of reasons that we've already talked about to death. So saying that, knowing how bad the Raiders are, I mean, 
this Colts team for the first time, Derek, they they wanted to win this game. This is probably only the second performance I can confidently say this season the Colts wanted to win. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it was very clear, and it's become very clear that this team certainly still has flaws. I mean, we saw it all over, you know, like it almost cost this team multiple times uh, this game. But mm-hmm. I will say for all the flaws that they had, Jeff Saturday got these guys ready to play. And that is something that Frank Reich did not do at all this entire year. I mean, Derek, this was the first time since Christmas of last year, I believe, that Arizona game that the Colts have had a lead at halftime. Yeah. Which is just absolutely insane to, when you think really think about that. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Saturday, to his credit, he talked about it. It wasn't perfect. Of course not. Yeah. This team still shot themselves in the foot a lot. Yeah. They still have those tendencies. But I will say this team actually looked motivated, and it was very clear to me that a new, fresh voice was so overdue for this team. Like, you know, you just see like, wow, guys are actually playing like, well, like this offensive line, we've talked about how terrible it's been all year. This is the best they looked all year. They allow one sack and that's not even their fault. You know, like they have been constantly and and they're playing against, I know the Raiders aren't, aren't really good at pass rush, but Max Crosby's no uh, scrub at all. And Chandler Jones is no scrub either. Right, exactly. So, I mean, they they did a really good job of not just pass protecting for Matt Ryan, who, by the way, who would have thought that, you know, coming back and not even giving Sam a chance to play. Matt Ryan's in there, and, you know, I know he had some mistakes, but he he looked solid. He looked pretty good. Yeah. All all things considered. And who knew Matt Ryan had wheels, man? Um, (laughs) My goodness. As we're watching this, I'm literally on Twitter re-watching that play over and over. And I can't get over the fact that Matt Ryan almost outran uh, the corner at the end there. I can't believe he almost did that. It It was phenomenal, dude. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, like, the fact that, the offensive line also opened up holes for Jonathan Taylor. When he had that huge run, that massive touchdown run, I mean, that is a hole that I have not seen this Colts offensive line make all year. Since, since all year. I mean, since last that's year. the longest run, Cody, that he has had since the New England game when he won them the game by that big run. That was the last yeah. time that Jonathan Taylor ran for a rush that of that magnitude. So, yeah. Yeah. And they fed him the ball today. 22 carries, 147 yards, almost seven yards a carry. Talked about that 68-yard scamper he had for the touchdown. I mean, the Colts just offensively look so much better today than they have all year. They really did. I mean, they were able to protect Matt Ryan, were able to run the football, and able to spread the ball around pretty good. I mean, you look at all these receivers that they that they had involved today. I mean – they had you know two their top two receivers right now in Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman each had nine targets. Kylan Granson had four tar- four targets, which he caught all of them, and he was very important today. Mm-hmm. So the Colts were able to spread the ball around between these three guys, and it actually seemed like the Colts weren't outsmarting themselves when it came to play calling. Derek, yeah, like you know they didn't outsmart that that you know that goal line situation. Just quarterback sneak it. You know it's a very high percentage play, mm-hmm. like do that and they and they just like did the things that they were supposed to do today um and that's just something they hadn't done i mean all year and that was the issue we had with frank reich in so many ways was like you're making it so much more difficult on yourself man like you have chances to go in and score and set the tone and you just didn't do it and it felt like this team 
while they had mistakes, you know, they definitely had a couple turnovers that were not good. Uh, Matt Ryan obviously had, took that sack on a third and short. You could, he had Kylan Granson wide open. Like, they still had some dumb mistakes offensively. But, like, at the end of the day, when you put over over 400 yards of total offense, you'll take those as opposed to, to what you've had this year. So, yeah, I thought overall it was definitely the offense's best performance and a very well-balanced attack. Uh, I just want to talk about that real fast, Derek. 415 total yards for the Colts today. They won the time of possession by over seven minutes today. Mm -hmm. uh, they had 208 passing yards, 207 rushing yards. So that's like the perfect balance offensively yeah. for what they want to do. And that's exactly what they've wanted to do since trading for, or since, yeah, since trading for Matt Ryan earlier in the offseason. That was the idea, right? It's just like if you just had a, a passing game that could complement your running game, mm -hmm. like, you're going to go far, man. So, yeah, phenomenal job by the Colts today. I mean, clearly their best offensive performance in a long, long time. Um, and the crazy thing is, Derek, that they should have had a lot more points in this game too. Right. Uh, you talk about the, the flaws the that they had. Field goal. Right. There's, There's just things that they should have done. They should have probably had 30-plus. Well, yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, while we're on the topic of flaws, because there's a lot that you mentioned there, so we're going to have to dissect it a little bit. Uh, the flaws that they had. Well, the one is the obvious one. Colts are up 10 nothing, right? And Kiki QT fumbles the football at the 20-yard line. You give the ball up, and then the Raiders end up getting a touchdown off the turnover, right? Like, that went from a potential touchdown for Indy, which would have put them up three scores. Instead, now it was only a one-score game. So, And probably explains why Kiki QT never touched the field after that because, you know, like, you can't do that. It's just, it's just something you just can't do. And then the next drive, when you get inside the 15-yard line, the one sack that Matt Ryan took all game that's all on Matt Ryan. It was all on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had Kylan Granson in the flat and decided not to throw it to him. And then he just decided, oh, I'm going to turn my back and try to roll out. And Max Crosby was like, uh, no, you're not faster than me. So that was all on Matt Ryan for not being smarter in that situation. And then the extra, and then the field goal, you end up missing because instead of it being a, you know, 25-yard kick, it's now a 48-yard attempt that you end up forcing your kicker to make, and it makes it a lot harder. So, you know, that sort of situation really pissed me off, Cody, because, like, you know, Matt Ryan, of all people, like, for a guy that is as smart as he is, and for as old as he is, for him to not understand that that's not a thing that you do anymore, I just don't understand that. You know, like it, it seems like that's something he would never do anymore, but he does it still. And, and I still don't get it. it. It reminded me of the Broncos game when he was trying to roll out several times and just wouldn't get rid of the football. Like you got to be smarter as a quarterback that when your, your route's not there, throw that crap away, man. It, it just made no sense in that moment. And then, of course, like later on in the game, they, they punt us inside our own five, right? And then on third and 10, you say, oh, well, we're not going to pass it. We're just going to go run it. And we get one yard. And then Matt Hawk doesn't even get it to the 50. And then the Raiders score a touchdown, right? So all of the, and then on top of it, when you're looking at the defense, my biggest concern with the whole defense was, was that 
there were multiple times that you had Bobby O'Karake covering Devontae Adams in the slot. Like, that makes no sense to me. I don't understand in any form. I like Bobby O'Karake, and obviously he's your best pass-covering linebacker. There's no way a linebacker should ever be lined up on Devontae Adams. Never. It should never be allowed to happen. So the fact that it did happen not once, not twice, not three times, but several times, and the fact that they were able to move the ball down the field because of that, it just, it it angers me that, you know, there were multiple times where the Colts should have lost this game because they, you know, they kept shooting themselves in the foot a couple times in this game, Cody. Mm-hmm. And that, unfortunately, Derek, I don't know if that's going to go away this year because that's kind of the identity of this team. Like they've done that every single week at this point. They shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, they were fortunately over, over, able to overcome this because of you know the brilliance of Jonathan Taylor, um, obviously Stephon Gilmore and the game ceiling pass breakup. He's won the Colts now three games where he's been the guy that's, you know, won them the game essentially. So shout out to Stephon Gilmore there. Um, man, Julian Blackman just not looking good, man, at safety right now. I don't know what your feelings are. I know he kind of stumbled on that, but like, you know, you take a potentially 15 to 20 yard pass and it goes for f- nearly 50 yards for the touchdown. Like that kind of crap just can't happen in your secondary. Yeah, it's, it's just, there were a bunch of things that, like you mentioned, this Colts team, it needs to get better, right? I mean, this is definitely a situation where, you know, you you take advantage of the things that you had. Obviously, you've had some injuries. You've had some questions. And you made some mistakes that, again, if you just don't kill yourselves by turning the ball over or making stupid bonehead plays, then things don't things would work out in your favor. Now, flaws aside, because we mentioned it. The flaws are still there. We mentioned it. They played a terrible Raiders team that is not well coached and it's not well taken care of and not well managed. And they still made mistakes that could have cost them the game. But let's now go and dive into it a little bit more. As you mentioned it, Matt Ryan, 21 of 28 today for 222 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, the one sack that was his fault. And then... I mean, and had the one rushing touchdown on top of it. And he decided to go and just have uh, 38 yards rushing as well. Uh, fantastic big run there. He looked like uh, what Sam Ellinger would look like if he was about 10 years older. Uh, it looked exactly like the same run that Ellinger had uh, in the preseason against Tampa Bay. I thought that was hilarious looking at that. I'm like, I'm having deja vu right now. But that was funny. Uh, Like you said, Jonathan Taylor, his best day of the whole year, Uh, 22 carries, 147 yards, one touchdown. Reminder, Jonathan Taylor had 160 against the Texans, but he also needed about 10 more rushing attempts to do that. So the fact that he was able to average almost seven yards a carry, and even before the 66-yard run, I mean, he still had 81 rushing yards on 20 carries, so, you know, was still averaging four yards a carry throughout the game. So, you know, Jonathan Taylor was getting very consistent carries and was getting consistently three, four, five yards on first down. And that was the difference to me, Cody, is stepping away from the passing game for a split second. The run game is what got this team going. The fact that on first down, you could run the football 
and get four or five yards on every first down and then get another three or four yards on the next play and have it be third and three, third and two. Be in that situation where it's third and short. Instead of it being third and eight, third and nine, you're now opening up so many more things for that passing game. So for me, I mean, what this offensive line was able to do, allowing Jonathan Taylor to maximize more of his potential in this game, I mean, that was that was easily the best rushing performance by this team all year, and it was great to see them actually do that this time. Yeah, I want to shout out every single member of that offensive line today. I want to talk shout out left tackle Bernard Ryman. We didn't hear his number called at all today. He had a phenomenal game. You know, not just in the running game, like you mentioned, but also in pass protection. Yeah. He looked really good today. You know, Quentin Nelson, you know, was bullying guys out there. We haven't seen that from Quentin Nelson, Derek, since last year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and Ryan Kelly, we've heart, we, we've gone on him this whole year about how he struggled. I thought he played a good game today. Yeah. Uh, you know, Will Fry stepping in at right guard. You know, he he stepped in last week, you know, had an okay performance, but now two straight weeks where you're like, okay, we can live with this guy at right guard. Yeah. And I thought he played a really good game today. And then Braden Smith, hopefully he's good. I don't know if he came back into this game, Derek. I know he was, he walked off under his own power. So hopefully that's a good sign. Uh, but shout out to him as well. All five of these offensive line starters, they looked phenomenal today. Um, this is clearly like you talk about the best performance that this unit has had bar none this entire year. And so hopefully now they can get their confidence back. And, uh, you know, this offensive line can go on a run here, man, where where they can repeat this performance because they're going to have some really hard defensive lines they're playing against here in the next couple weeks. And we're going to see what some of these guys are made of. But I think the big thing for me for this offensive line, Derek, is just the confidence that they can do it. They can go back to being dominant, mm -hmm. you know. That's the biggest thing. It's like the, the mental game. Jeff Saturday even said it, man. He said that's the biggest part is like the mental game about it. And I think the offensive line was just in a bad mental space. Yes. Honestly, that's where I think we never questioned the ability, maybe with Matt Pryor, but with a lot of the other guys, <laughs> we never questioned the ability of this offensive line. It was just like they just are missing assignments, you know, and Saturday, not even a weekend, you know, is able to correct that. And I think the big thing, Derek, Jeff Saturday's now starting to establish a culture. I know it's still early, and there's still crap that happens like we saw today. It still leaks out from the last uh, coaching, the last coach. Um, but it's a culture of accountability, right? Jeff Saturday's not afraid of getting these guys' face. And that's something they have, haven't had, honestly, in four years, Derek. So maybe Dave DeGugliamo is the last guy that did that back in 2018. You know, honestly. That's the last time this offensive line has been seriously challenged the way they are now. So uh, Jeff Saturday did a great job with these guys on a short week with a crazy week. Offensive line performed great. I'm hoping they can build off this performance because if they can, I still think this Colts offense, like we saw today, they can actually do some damage. They can be efficient if their offensive line will help them. If Matt Ryan can stay relatively upright, I still think this Colts offense has an opportunity. It was We called it the worst offense in football, and really in large part due to the fact that the offensive line couldn't protect anybody, you know? And mm -hmm. it just, it impacted every single part of that offense, you know? And, and the fumbles and the turnovers, right? The Colts only had that one turnover today. Like, that's huge for them. Matt Ryan, no turnovers, no interceptions, no fumbles. Like, that kind of stuff. It all starts with getting the offensive line playing to where they need to play. Yeah. And so... 
I'm very uh, encouraged by that. Obviously, there's going to be some harder tests coming up, like I mentioned. So we'll see, man. How do they respond this next week against Philadelphia? You're the best team in the NFC right now. Like, this is going to be a big test for them because oh, they definitely have some boys on that defensive line. 100%, man. Very 100%. It's going to be a lot more difficult as time goes along. But I totally agree with you in the sense that, yeah, it just felt like there was no confidence. And what better way than to bring in the greatest offensive lineman that the Indianapolis Colts has ever had in its franchise to come in and bestow some confidence and some knowledge on you, right? Like how great of a situation that would be. And we know that this team, if their offensive line is actually doing their part, this team can compete with anyone. They may not win all their games because they are lacking in the fact that they beat themselves a lot of times, but this team can compete with anyone as long as that offensive line actually is able to just maintain their blocks. So it was great to see that. And then on the receiving aspect of things, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Cody, and I, I bring it up every week now, it seems like, over the last like four weeks. But I think it's safe to say the Paris Campbell thing is working. Uh, as yeah. well, Paris Campbell has been healthy all year, has caught 32 passes for 300 yards, has two touchdowns. And really, he was in he was inactive for like the first, what, five weeks of the season? The majority of that is coming over the last four weeks of the season. Uh, at least twenty, at least twenty-four of his thirty-two receptions have all come in the last four weeks, and all of those touchdowns coming in the last three. So, really, I mean, Paris Campbell has been a stud. Uh, Michael Pittman has definitely been doing some decent things. Michael Pittman. Please stop fumbling the football, bro. That scared the crap out of me when that happened. Did you see that play? Uh, I, I heard you talking about it. He, I was still, so still he driving. So he catches it. Matt Ryan throws it behind him, but he catches it. He brings it in, brings it up here, and then the guy just slaps his hand and knocks the ball right out and then tackles Pittman. So the ball's on the ground. It's free. The linebacker for the Raiders picks it up but drops it, and then Pittman comes in and gets it somehow, some way. And then it was a one-yard gain. I'm like, Pittman, bro, for the love of God, stop losing the football. And then the next play, Paris Campbell has that 30-yard reception for a touchdown. So, you know, it was a wild three plays because that was the play after the Matt Ryan 40-yard run. So a wild event of chain of events that was. But um, yeah, yeah Granson had a fantastic day today. Four catches for 60 yards. You know, he he did a fantastic job. His first catch was for 30 yards. You know, they tried to get Alec Pierce involved, but, you know, Alec Pierce had a couple of drops in this game. He just did not look like himself. Uh, hopefully the Colts can find a way to kind of get him involved a little bit more as time goes along. But, you know, on that first drive, he had that drop. He's got to hold on to that. Um, I still think he's struggling a little bit with his confidence at times. I think he's just losing focus every once in a while. But, I mean, it is nice to see, you know, guys like Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman and Kylan Granson stepping up week in and week out right now, Cody. Yeah, and Paris, I just want to say Paris did have that huge drop. He had to catch yeah, that. Yeah, you know, that is true. Yeah, I forgot to, to mention that. Yeah, Paris, so bro, the you got to hold on to drops that. Today. Yeah, the receivers had some drops today. Yeah. They need to work on that. You know, didn't help out their offense at times. Didn't help out Matt Ryan at times. 
But, you know, Paris more than made up for it with the, essentially the game-winning touchdown then. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these guys, I don't know what the deal is with, you know, the drops right now, but they got to figure those things out um, because you're going to be playing a lot better secondaries in the coming weeks as well. So, you know, you just got to you got to hold on to those those key passes there, you know, those those you know, that, that really dictate and change the game. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it was it was an okay day for the receivers. Um, I thought, you know, they made up for it, obviously, at the end of the game uh, with Paris Campbell, Kylan Granson, obviously, as well. You know, interesting enough, even with Jelani Woods out of this game, Molly Cox still really not involved at all in the game plan. So I'm just kind of wondering what the point was to bring him back at this point because it's even showing, like, Jelani's not even playing and they're still not throwing the ball to Mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still not throwing it to him. I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know. Like, obviously, he's out there for the fact that he blocks. But like, you know, if he's not, if you're not like throwing the football at all, then why the hell is he out there? Like, if you're throwing right. the football, why is he out there? He never, he never gets targeted. Like, I, I don't understand that for the life of me, but. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, but let's go to the defense real quick. We talked about the offense, talked about its flaws, but it's good things that it did. Um, the defense definitely had itself uh, a pretty decent day as well. Uh, looking at it from this perspective, Carr, 24 of 38, 248 yards. He had two touchdowns, uh, was sacked twice today. Um, and then when you look at the rest of it, uh, he... I, I don't know about you, Cody. I mean, did you think the uh, pass the pass rush was decent today? I thought people were overreacting to it a little bit. I thought there was a little bit more pressure than what some people would have realized. But I think that, you know, Carr was able to get a few things out there. But overall, I thought that the Colts did a relatively decent job of not allowing Derek Carr to make those plays down the field. I mean, because you look at it, Matt Ryan averaged eight yards a throw in this game, which is not that, which is not that crazy. It's not. That's actually pretty low. But Carr only averaged six and a half. Like, I mean, there was nothing deep that Derek Carr was getting. Nothing. I mean, besides the, the one big, big play that Devontae Adams had. Really, there wasn't any deep throws that, you know, they made. They kept everything in front of them. Yeah, um, I, I thought the pass rush was okay today. Uh, definitely needs to step up, though, in that fourth quarter. You know, when, like, Derek Carr had all time to throw, you know, when it came to the one pass to Devontae Adams. And Robert Mathis even tweeted it out, man. If you can't, can't get to the QB, bad things are going to happen. So, yeah, this pass rush, while it did have its moments, it needs to be more consistent, you know, for all four quarters. I just need to see more. DeForest Buckner, I will give a shout out to. Uh, he's a monster. Yes, he's he a is. beast. He needs to just, you need to keep him around at all costs, man, because he is absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, I thought he looked really good today. Obviously, Quiddy Pay was dealing with that injury, mm-hmm. so didn't really see him. He was very quiet today as well. I do wonder if that ankle was bothering him just and kind of hindering him. I thought Dio Dangwell had a couple nice snaps there as well. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. So, yeah, you just need to see more from your defensive line and more from your pass rush. Um, you know, two sacks. I thought they started off really good, and then they kind of tapered off maybe near that, you know, second half of the game. So, yeah, just got to see a, a consistent four quarters from your pass rush. Yeah, uh, definitely thought, you know, overall, I don't think there was anything that the Colts did phenomenally well. 
Um, but overall, I don't think there was anything that they did that was atrocious enough to lose them this game. I mean, I'll give them the credit of the fact that, you know, on one of those drives where they allowed a touchdown, right, they started it on their side of the field, right? So, you know, the Colts' deep offense went three and out, put them on the 48 of their side. That's a really difficult thing to deal with, even though if Blackman doesn't trip and fall when uh, going up against Adams, then, you know, that touchdown probably doesn't happen. But uh, overall, you held Josh Jacobs 21 carries for only 78 yards. He only averaged three and a half yards a carry. Uh, oh, and then, you know, Josh Jacobs had a couple catches for there. But overall, I mean, I knew Devontae Adams was going to get his, right? It, nine catches, 126 yards, one touchdown. It was a good, it, he was the only one that was getting any kind of movement for the, the for the Las Vegas Raiders in this game. I felt like that was great, Cody, that they kind of just took everyone else away. Devontae's going to get his. You limited the impact somewhat that he made, but everyone else really had to fight to make this offense move. Yeah, there was really nobody else. Like, you look at the number two receiver, wide receiver, um, that was Mac Hollins. He was the number two receiver for the Raiders. He only had two catches on six targets for 18 yards. And then the second leading receiver was Foster Moreau, the backup tight end, who had three catches for 43 yards. So, yeah, I thought you did a pretty good job of limiting everybody outside of Devontae Adams um, and just made, basically made the Raiders' offense kind of one-dimensional in a way um, where Devontae Adams is just that good, you know. Sometimes it's just like you can do all you can to try to contain him, but he's one of those guys, just like Jonathan Taylor, that is just, it's almost impossible to contain them when they get hot, you know? So, yeah, that connection is definitely deadly. But I thought, you know, besides that, that kind of busted play there where Blackman tripped and fell, I thought they did a pretty decent job of keeping him in check, all things considered. I mean, nine catches, 126 yards. Uh, you know, that that's big. I mean, you take away that 48 yarder. I mean, they thought, I thought they did a pretty relatively good job on him um, all day. So, but, you know, Considering the kind of player he is and the connection that him and Carr have, because I'm not shocked he got 14 targets. He had nine catches of those 14. So, yeah, I mean, if he's the guy that's doing all the damage, I think you're you're doing something right uh, defensively um, to to limit everybody else. Um, so, yeah, Devontae Adams, great game against the Colts. He has a great game, but just about everybody else. <laughs> so it's not really like, a, oh my gosh, why'd we let him do this? It's like, well, you kind of had everybody. to expect it. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Hey, Gilmore, Gilly Lock, one more time, dude. Gilly Lock, one more time. Just prove to everyone I'm him. I'm He's him. He's won them three test, out of four test games. Me one now. more time. I'm him. Yeah. Three <laughs> out of four games. It's been gone down to Stefan Gilmore making a play. Yep. It's it's awesome, man. Fantastic. Love. I mean, honestly, Cody, I mean, is that the best signing that the Colts had all offseason? Oh, yeah, by far. <laughs> It has to be. I mean, Gilly has like has clutched two or three games this year for the Indianapolis Colts defense and Kansas City, Denver, and now this game. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's it's awesome, man. Love to see it, guys. I mean, again, it's against the Raiders. Say whatever you want about it. But at the end of the day, a win's a win in this in this league. Anyone can beat anyone at any time. You know, there's been times when the Texans beat the Kansas city chiefs or, you know, the Buffalo bills, right? Like what, what does everybody say when that happens? Right? Oh, well, it's the NFL. Anyone can beat anyone. Both of these teams have bad circumstances where they were coming from into this week. But at the end of the day, 
Colts can actually feel some kind of sense of relief right now, Cody. I know a lot of people will say and sit here, Cody, and we'll probably talk about this throughout the week, but we can talk about it real quick to cap this off. I mean, a lot of people were ready to throw in the towel on this team, right? And to a certain degree, I felt like you and I were too. And I felt like just a lot of people, and I know this for myself, I don't know about you, but it felt it for myself. I just wanted to have a sense of confidence. I wanted a sense of having a feeling of direction with this team. And it was great to see somebody give that sense of purpose to what was all this is about, right? And we're going to talk about it for a long, long time right now uh, with the fact that, you know, the Colts, you know, they hired a guy that was widely criticized as being brought in here, saying it was a disgrace to the league to bring him in here. And he beat a guy who has almost as much coaching experience as anyone else in this league ever has. And yet they went in there into their building and beat them. So it just proves yet again, Jeff Saturday's qualifications from what he had before did actually matter. And it was all about unifying this team. Didn't seem to me, Cody, because I heard rumors of people saying that, you know, there were guys in the building that did not like Jeff Saturday being brought in. From the look of that sideline, it didn't look like anyone was upset about what Saturday and this team was doing that day. No, there was a sense of life. There's a sense of uh, confidence in something, you know, to believe in something. Because this team, this whole year, it's just felt rudderless. It's felt like we don't know what direction this team is going to, right? Because we were talked all the time about how this team's going to go to the playoffs, how it's going to, you know, make an impact, going to go to the Super Bowl, things like that. And we even bought into that hype somewhat, you know, and like. And then to just see the product that they put on the field, which was like the complete opposite. You know, this team, before this game, you're just like, this team might get the number one overall pick. That's how bad they're playing right now. Um, But I think this, honestly, Derek, it further cements the fact that Chris Ballard, I think, is going to be around for another year um, just because it proves, like, there's still talent on this team. Like, there's still guys. There's still Taylors. There's still, you know, Paris Campbells. You know, guys like that. I get it. Raiders aren't a good football team, and I've said that a lot. I know. Yeah, we but keep saying it. <laughs> because I know there's going to be somebody that's trying to discredit what they did, you know? Uh, and I, I understand why to a degree, but also, like, a win is a win. Um, so that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. That's my perspective on it. Um, but, yeah, at least it seems like the guys are motivated and ready to play, right? I tweeted it out and said, I don't know how this Jeff Saturday experience is going to go, right? I don't know how many games this team could win. Like they could, this could be their only win in Jeff Saturday's tenure as a coach, but at least this team will be more fun to watch than what they were. Yeah, at 100%. least they'll be, they'll be trying. That you know, at least it'll look like they're trying. It didn't look like they cared before. Yeah. So, you know, confidence can go a long way. You know, for a team, for a football team, and so, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, there still is a lot of football to be played, Derek. I mean, there really is, and the Colts aren't that far out of the playoff <laughs> picture. I don't want to get people's hypes up or people's hopes up necessarily because you look at the schedule. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal coming schedule. up. We got to face two of the, the two best teams in the NFL right now in Minnesota and uh, the Eagles coming up in a few weeks. It's going to be <laughs> tough, but you know what? Like if this team can just build off of this, I mean, like you said, anything can happen. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's not, but yeah. it could. Doesn't it could. matter. And, and it doesn't with the matter team at the end of the day to me, as long as we, right. we start showing some fight. 
right? Like right. under exactly. this previous regime, I don't know if this team's putting up any points. Now I feel like there's at least a sense of fight and hope for this team. And I'm just going to end it with this, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know your thoughts on this. And just a quick reminder, Jeff Saturday has more wins, has as many wins as a coach as Joe Thomas had in his final two years as a player. Good night, everybody, and go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.